welcome to the Pure Gasmic Love Podcast, a sex-positive space for mature audiences only. Tune in for intimate conversations surrounding a range of topics related to relationships, sex, and holistic wellness. All the growing pains and orgasmic pleasures are presented uncensored in an open, honest, and vulnerable way. Let's dance together in orgasmic energy to expand your sexual pleasures and enhance that orgasmic life you were born to live. Get comfy and allow your body to relax in connection with me, Dragonfly, for the orgasmic pleasures you're about to experience. It fills me with tingles that you found your way here with me today. On today's episode, we're going to be having a conversation around holding space. And I don't mean holding the space. Like space, the universe. The universe on your right. shoulders. It means something completely different. Something that is going to be, bring you great value in your yeah. life. I agree. So before we get to that, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves and these awesome hats we have on our head. <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> Whole Holy, holy, I mean, we've talked about this on here before, and, and we explained that we are wimps because we live in the South, but it is colder than normal for December it, for us. It got down to 38 degrees last 38 night. degrees. I was taking a shower, and it was in the 40s. Yeah. Well, we have an outside, outside. shower. I'm not sure Maybe. if you knew that, but we have no, an outside, outside shower. Outside was in the 40s. And, and that was... Well, you know what? I'm getting used to the cold, though. I'm, get, I'm getting more cold adapted, I have to tell you, by doing this. But today, I have my fuzzy little hat on because, you know, we always podcast naked. But it's and We cold. didn't want to break that rule, but... We didn't. So we have our little heater, and we turn that on, and we let the room get nice and cozy and warm. And we have our hats on, and I even have she my... She got her knee-high fuzzy socks my, on. Fuzzy socks on as well. <laughs> and so we're all nice and cozy right now with our little hats on. Right. And you are fucking so sexy with your hat on. Oh, thank you. Like, there's something... When you wear those hats, I just, like... Whoop, I get all, like... Thanks. And I don't get to wear them that often. So I guess that's another no. benefit of it being a little colder is I get to wear my hats. I do like having a little bit of clothes on sometimes i mean i love being naked and i love living naked like there's so oh it feels so good i love being able to work naked in my own space like that's awesome Mm -hmm. but there's something to be said like i have i have some really cute furry hats like i have my hats that i wore to iceland i wore in iceland I'm not sure I'm going to be able to wear those in Florida, but no, if we go not. on vacation You're... again, I kept them because right. they're really awesome. There's a couple of pictures. Oh, in the membership area, there's one of the calendar pictures. Yeah, has you. Well, has me in the, the sauna in Iceland. In, in nothing but a fuzzy hat. And nothing on but a fuzzy <laughs> hat. So, yeah, so there's that. Yep. And I love my fuzzy knee-high socks or thigh-high socks. I love those socks. And so there's something about being able to pull those out because during the summer, you can't do that. You can't wear them. It's really flipping yeah. hot. And, and so, I remember this living up north, too. Everybody would get excited. They get to bring yeah. their sweaters out or whatever. You get to change your, your outfits. But for us, it just means we have to put on outfits, which is a little different. We have to wear clothes. Uh, we have to, like, and it's <laughs> funny because we you hear people complain about having to wear clothes. And it's just out of context. It's just very funny. So for me... 
we take a walk every morning. That's how mm-hmm. we, well, we start our day usually with cuddles and then sex. And then we make our tea and everything. We have our little routine. And then we go out for a walk. Mm-hmm. And we usually do 2.2 miles every morning. Well, that went down to 1.1 miles in the morning when it got so cold. <laughs> and then we make it up for it later, you know, go for right. the evening we, we walk or whatever. Right, we did two walks during the day instead of but in the morning. I have to wear clothes now because we live in a nudist community. So we get to go for our walks every morning naked. Mm-hmm. And then it got to be, we were looking at our thermometer one morning. And it was like in the 60s. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I walked outside. I walked back inside. I said, today, today is a closed <laughs> day. I am not taking a walk. And so many people are like, oh, it's too cold for you this morning. Now naked. And there is a guy in our neighborhood. 50s is cut off. 50s is cut off. Yep. Yep, and the other well, day we saw him walking with clothes on, and we're like, oh, we're well, I don't even we're, know if we're going outside. Yeah, it's obviously we, below 50. We definitely <laughs> have to put on some clothes. So I have this cute little fuzzy hat on mm-hmm. right now, and my fuzzy socks, and you got your sexy we're hat on. And I, oh, hold on a second. Mm. You said something about my fuzzy socks that made me tingle earlier. I I think your fuzzy socks are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just with the hat and the fuzzy socks, you got that little snow bunny look going. I don't know. It's just something about it that's, you know, fooling around in front of the campfire and after playing in the snow. Well, I'm kinda... totally a snow bunny without the snowsuit. Right. I have the hat and the socks. Right. No shoes. I don't know. I just... Nothing else in between. I, I don't have a good reason for it. I just <laughs> thought it was sexy. <laughs> I will totally leave on the socks and have sex. Awesome. Thanks. I'll even leave on the hat. Cool. Do we put on some snow goggles or anything? Like, I'll I'll totally... Should we leave on the video? (laughs) (laughs) Snow goggles? I'll, like, I'll do No, I don't need to add all that. I... I, Throw on a scarf. It was just a cute combo. I thought it was very attractive. We could use the scarf. It's not a skiing thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally down if it is. I know. I'm not tying you up with a scarf. We have good rope for that. Ah. Yeah, it's our happy kitten rope. So. Love that flipping rope. Mm-hmm. But we could so. totally use a scarf too. Like yeah. I would, I'm totally down for it if that's the thing. It's not. Not okay. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So I want to jump into holding space. Okay. I know. Just, just <laughs> go slide it right in there, bam. right? Just bam right in there. Holding space is something I had no clue about. Like, I knew there were conversations I was having with people and engaging with people that didn't feel good. I don't like being talked over. Plain and simple. Just don't like it. I don't, you know, I don't feel heard. Like, there's so many things that go Mm -hmm. into that. And that's a deeper wound for me. That goes back many years, Mm -hmm. not feeling heard. So, when I started getting this buzz you know, going into school and in them talking about holding space for your clients and yourself and practicing all this. What? Right. Like, I don't even... I don't, I don't even, even know. I understand those words, but I don't know what they mean together. I know what holding like... means and I know what space <laughs> means. But I don't know what they do when they go right. together. Right. And holding space is something I use every day, every day, with myself, oh, yeah. with you, with interactions I have all 
all day long. It is something that once I started using this and I started really being aware of when I needed to use it and how I needed to use it and what it felt like in me to to also receive it from somebody, I made damn sure that I was integrating that into everything I did. Right. So something that's vitally important for us to do, as I feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. I it's once you practice this and know this, it it almost becomes something you are rather than something you do. Mm. Like in a way. Like it's it's not Ooh, something that you're like, oh, I need to hold space now. You do while you're practicing. I do it still all the time. I'm not gonna lie. When I'm like, oh sorry, this is one of those conversations. Okay, sorry. <laughs> like Okay, do the things and the, and you kind of got to okay. think about it as you're learning. But I think once you start doing it and you start practicing it, it's kind of like the breath. It just kind of falls in. Like, I'll catch myself, like, all of a sudden I'll say certain things or I'll do certain things. And I'm like, oh. Um, and and I don't even realize it's happening. But something they said, you know, some, somebody I'm talking to or whatever. And I'll immediately, I find it myself coaching all the time when I'm talking to clients. They'll say something that they, there's obviously something more there. Right. You know, and I just immediately go into this holding space type of, of attitude and without even thinking about it, I just, and I'll start asking the questions and it just kind of falls into it. And it's, I use it all the time. Awesome. So, so. it's definitely been something yeah. that's enhanced yeah. your life too. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it has with us. Mm-hmm. Who, did you hear my tummy? Yeah, a little bit. Well, it's going to be a little longer. <laughs> so what does holding space mean? Uh, it means being emotionally and mentally and physically present for someone. Okay? Putting the focus on someone else to support them as they feel and express their feelings. Plain and simple. To simplify it, it means making it not about you. It's about right. y'all the person. Right. Listen while somebody else is talking. Yes. As we all heard in school. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's also something to be said for holding space for yourself, which is like, well, if you say it's about the other person, how do I make it be about me? Well, right. there is a way to do that. Mm-hmm. You can hold space for yourself. And I also think if you're going to have the capacity to hold space for somebody else, you have to learn how to do it for yourself. Absolutely. It's a, it's a good place to practice. There's a lot of things. Right. Well, you know what? Okay, hold on a second. Let's rewind just a tad. It's always about you first. It's always, always, it's always, always goes always, back always, to you. Always. The work starts with you. The fun starts with you. The, it, it, everything. It's, right. Yep. It's your responsibility for your own pleasure. Mm-hmm. You have to be self-responsible for your life. Like, mm-hmm. it is about you. Yes. Yep. I'm almost going in a PSA, right? Like, you're, yeah, you're getting fired up. <laughs> the problem is most of us can't do this. And it's really hard. It, it is so hard because we don't, because nobody does it. Nobody does it. So nobody practices when it. When you're the person who sits quietly and listens while someone else in a group is talking, by the time they're done, three other people have already said something. Before you, and if, if you want to get your point across, sometimes it feels like, well. Well, there's some families that that's just how it well, is. If you didn't interject, if you weren't talking over each other, kind of like we're doing now. 
right? Mm-hmm. This is not holding space. And that's okay. We're going bantering back and forth. Mm-hmm. But but then you just started because I saw the difference. Right. I saw the difference. So, yeah, families you grow up in, <laughs> workplaces, <laughs> it's you, we all get programmed to do it. And because it's one of those things that nobody does well, nobody does it, which means nobody's in practice, which means when you start, you're communicating differently than everybody else in your life. And in some situations, it's nearly impossible and it's really Mm -hmm. hard. Uh, But where it's really important is in the relationships where both of you are practicing it and you can then deepen that connection and you can explain it to them. And when you're having one-on-one conversations with people, I've noticed, and you do this, they start responding differently. The conversations go differently, even if they don't know what you're doing. Uh, Just sitting there and allowing them to talk and finish and having a pause before you say something people don't know what to do with that at first. And and when you start changing it, the people you're used to talking to might be like, that's weird, I don't know what's happening. Um, But it, people will respond differently. And it it definitely makes a difference. And for the people you're closest to, it it just starts to build on that. And it goes from there. Most definitely. That was holding space. Did you see that? Yeah, that was great. He got all his words out. And, (laughs) Okay, so we we intentionally, unintentionally did that. Mm-hmm. Showing and relaying, even in your ear holes, even if you're not, you know, in the membership area watching this right now, you can definitely tell the difference. And I hope you can tell the difference. I, I look down here, and then I'm looking up there. Like, I still don't have this camera thing down, <laughs> I don't think. It's going <laughs> to take a while. There is that. We're getting better, though, we right? we got a lot of things We're happening. We're getting better. So... I want to interject something here, something that you said. I remember when I first started out doing this, and both of us, we come from pretty, I mean, when all of our families, when our families got together, you have a pretty large family because one person, your great-grandmother had like five boys, right? So that... Right, four boys, so it was On my of, side, yeah. it was seven, so there were pretty large gatherings happening, and a lot of times we talk over each other as so the... Because we all have such important things to say. Mm-hmm. Or at least we think we do. And so if we're all trying to get it out, we haven't seen each other in a while, sometimes we, we're excited mm-hmm. and we start falling into like talking over somebody, which never feels good. And I remember practicing and going to your family. And I remember a bunch of us got together and I had something that I felt was important to say or to interject mm-hmm. Damn, if I never got to interject it, because everybody was just talking. And I was like, when is it my turn? Like, when is it my turn? So that can be a little frustrating. It can. And also, the more you do it with people, especially one-on-one, because in a big group, it is a little bit harder. But I also realized in that moment that I was learning a lot, just not saying anything. Oh, yeah. Because like if you're not talking, you're paying attention. Paying attention. You're learning right? a lot about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And so, as I did this practice and as I do this with other people and you give that to them, 
I do believe there is something that starts permeating that space of talking over each other. They start taking notice that, well, they're letting me talk all the way through. And I think without even thinking about it, we start going into the state of mirroring the other person, which you do the other way too. Now that usually doesn't take as, that takes longer because we're so set in that habit of talking over each other. That that might take a little bit longer, but I do see that happening. Mm-hmm. I think it just feels better. The conversation feels better. Like if, if and like again, it may not be a conscious thing, but I think when somebody else, when you're used to people, you know, finishing your sentences or cutting you off or telling you what you think you're gonna say, which is something I was always. A, <laughs> You would start talking so and I would finish your sentence, like what I think you're going to say. And you're like, that's not no. what I'm saying. Just let me finish. So again, <laughs> work. Um, but that we, we get into a habit of feeling like as soon as we have our thoughts and we kind of just need to get those points out there because it might get missed. And when you realize that people are giving you the time, you, you actually start to think about what you're saying and you, you pause for a minute and you... And, and it just gives the the it gives the room conversation. It just gives. It, I like holding space because you're just giving it space. You're giving it room to just kind of be what it is and not trying to like also jam it all in here as close as we can <laughs> and call it communication. Like let's just let's pause. Yeah. Guess what? It's okay if nobody talks for a few seconds. It's totally okay to pause, <laughs> but that okay feels okay to pause. I want to piggyback on that for a second. Okay. That feels weird in itself because you're mm-hmm. so used to almost word vomiting all over somebody. When you pause, they. we've got in that habit of everybody not having the pause. So when the <clears> pause <throat> happens, it feels uncomfortable mm-hmm. at first. Like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of does. And it kind of felt like I was doing something wrong. Right. But I'm not. Yeah. So I kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And I gave myself permission to engage like that because I know what it feels like when you stopped finishing my sentences because you thought I knew what I was going to say, or you were so excited about whatever the topic was that we get excited and you start talking over me and then I don't feel heard. And then that, that deeper wound is triggered and all this cascade of shit starts happening, right? Exactly. I find myself doing it all the time with the neighbors, with, with everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I will also notice when I'm not doing it because I'm so excited about whatever it is. Right. And I'm like, hold on. You catch yourself like, oh. Rain yourself in, give them space, like allow them to talk, you know. And that's kind of where, where I think I am on, on that level is that I'm catching myself some, let's say, half of the time. After I've already done it. So it's a lot of apologizing of like, you'll be doing something and I'll walk up and be like, Bleh! I am totally interrupting you. I'm really sorry. And I'll just leave. Like, cause whatever it was, I was just shenanigans and well, you, you didn't it. really need to know. So, but it's along those same lines of where you catch your, I, I do the same thing with holding space where I 
catch myself starting to give you advice or starting to, to try to fix it, which is my thing. Um, well, I can fix it. I can make that better. I can make you less upset. And it's like, no, probably not. You're just going to make it worse. So stop. Um, and sometimes I'll start and then I'll look right at you and go, and I'm trying to fix it and I shouldn't be. So really sorry. And I'll stop. Or you don't realize it, and I get the face. Oh, there's you know a the face. face? Yeah. There's a face. And, <laughs> and I'll realize it. Be and like, I'll be like, got it. you are trying to fix me right now, and I don't need fixed. And, and I know what like, that means. Sorry. Um, so, again, the thing is, practice. Though, and, and both sides, being compassionate on both sides, understanding that we're all There's learning. a few key things that it takes <clears throat> to hold space for yourself and for someone else. And and a couple of them is one leaving out judgment for yourself when you're holding space for yourself and having compassion for yourself. But then also that's the same thing for somebody else. Like and we we're so programmed to take to grab the space to want to run with the space. Like I said you're trying to fill snatching it up. Snatching it up. We are hardwired <laughs> to do that. And so it is a very conscious thing to put in place. And when you started not, when you started not finishing my sentences, I was like, okay. And that felt even better. It allowed us to get a little bit deeper because that frustration builds. When that shit starts layering and then you get up here and you didn't take the trash bag out. Right. <laughs> like it's not really about the fucking trash bag. Right. It was about the fact that every time we engage in a conversation, you don't let me speak. You speak over me. You're doing that. You know what I mean? Right. It's all the little things throughout all the day that, that finally break. Yep. That do. And so when we think about holding space for somebody, we I don't think we really grasp everything we're giving to this person we're gifting to them and we're gifting to ourselves Mm -hmm. and when you can leave out the idea well i'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole of the whole cancel culture we might want to talk about that (laughs) at a different time but when you can really leave in the fact that you're going to disagree with somebody your perspective is going to be different Mm -hmm. you're going to have judgment because that's like in us whole nother podcast (laughs) but you can leave those aside to engage with this person and to support them that's truly holding space and you have to do that for yourself as well Mm -hmm. and having that self-negative talk that we always get into Oh, and I think you have yeah. something to share about that because yeah. you've already shared say, that with I, I me. Say, we talked about that before where it's like if you think I cut you off in conversation, you should hear how bad I cut myself off in my head. Like it's way worse in there. Um, and it was one of those, again, programming, negative self-talk, all of that stuff that when I would start especially working on these things. And that that's kind of when all this stuff comes out, right? When you start working on something new. Uh, and I would be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And immediately the voices would start. You can't do that. You're not going to do this. Blah, blah, blah. You're whatever. Too old to this, to whatever. Constantly cutting myself off. Uh, and it's really hard to move forward with stuff when you keep cutting yourself off like that. So holding space for myself meant you know what? Why? That was my question. The way I went about it was, you know, 
kind of asking myself questions, I'd be like, well, you can't do that. Well, why? Well, because of this. Well, what do you really believe about that? And what I did over the course of a, a period of time, we talked about it several times, is like, I'm working on my beliefs. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. And you're like, that's fine. Um, Keep and, on working. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's helping. Uh, I kind of used holding space for myself. I had these things where I didn't judge. I didn't go, well, you're this, you're that, you're this label, that label that I've always had. And just kind of sit there with it and think about it and be like, no, but this topic, where where do you really stand on that? What do you believe about yourself in this situation? And you that got kind curious. Of stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. answering those questions, finding those fundamental beliefs has been a big part of figuring out where I'm going and doing all that. And so that's where this holding space for myself kind of came in was being able to just, it's different than meditation in the sense that, you know... Oh, you're present. Yeah, you you're You have to there. be present in it's that a, moment. It's a conversation with yourself, literally, just like you would with someone else, and just like you would hold space for someone else, and not judge, and not interrupt, and not give advice, and because we're constantly giving ourselves advice, too. So being able to just sit and go, yeah, but w- what is it about this? What do you really okay. feel? What do you really believe? It's, it, it's really awesome. I Again, I, I start these things... And come out the other side and go, oh, oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Got it. <laughs> got it now. Okay. You know, the thing about fixing, you know, that's really easy to do. When we love someone and we genuinely care about them, we want to save them. We want to fix them. We, we don't want to see them hurting. You're upset. I don't want you to be upset. Right. So let me fix it. Yeah. So, yeah, leaving out the aspect that I need to fix you. Just literally letting them sit there and be who they are, whatever that is, and accepting their truths for whatever it is. You may not agree with it, and that's okay. It's okay not to agree with someone. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. (laughs) It's fucking okay not to agree with someone. It's okay. It's okay. And it's okay to still love them Mm -hmm. even though you don't agree with them on that. There's a lot of people in my life I don't agree with everything. I'm not you going can't. to. I don't agree with everything yeah, with you, yeah, yeah, right? I was just going to say that. But I love you mm-hmm. so deeply, so connectively. And I think what has happened is I also accept those things as well. Absolutely. I've also. I have things under- I don't agree with myself. I've had to accept. Like, I really wish I didn't feel that way, but I'm pretty sure I do. And I. Apparently, I just need to accept that. Well, that's so, part of holding space for yourself. Right. I'm that's glad. You, I'm actually yeah. glad you brought that up because that <laughs> is part of holding space for yourself. Accepting your own truths. Mm-hmm. Accepting those shadow sides that we all have, and we all have and them, we and all we all it. hate certain things about ourselves. But we actually need to accept that. Stop judging that, and accepting something doesn't mean you can't modify it or change it. Right. Right. I, I definitely want Except to say that. Except where you and for are myself, with plans to change. <laughs> right. Implementing a plan to move in whatever direction feels best for you. And that could change in itself. Like what direction yeah. felt best for me in my 20s may not be the direction it feels best for me in my 40s. Absolutely. That's right. And I can see that happening, allowing the space for that as well. And exactly. accepting that that's the way our life's going to be. Um, in the bedroom, because we always want to get to the bedroom, right? Eventually, yeah. Always. 
do you find that we're holding space? And this is, I just sprung this on you. Like, we haven't talked about this topic. Do you feel like there's a place of holding space in the bedroom? And and I'm, I want to say yes for personally for myself. I'm just, I'm throwing this out there as a, as a Mm -hmm. conversation here. I do think there is because sometimes we're told that our partner has wants and needs that, and I just raised my hand, by the way, if you didn't see that, both of them, <laughs> that is hard for the other partner to accommodate. So True. we, we, we definitely have to use it in our conversation, but holding space actually in the bed. Because if we're talking about leaving out judgment and we're talking about accepting and we're talking about all of these things and Mm -hmm. giving space yes i can totally see that i feel like you held space for me yesterday morning while i was Mm self-pleasuring yeah that's probably a good example that we that's become a somewhat regular thing i love it Uh, it's such an amazing regular thing and it's (laughs) Definitely participated in worse. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's probably holding space as much as anything else and accepting that, you know, you can be off and on, off and on kind of thing and letting you do what you want with yourself and and being able to accept that and enjoy myself. And, yeah, I think that's all kind of intertwined. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, yeah I think, or, I think or even for me, if, if I'm in the mood for one type, like I'm really fired up and, and you're like, well, can we just, I want you to touch me, but I want it to be soft and blah, blah, blah. Like there's an acceptance there of like, okay, that's it. We're, we're going to accept that. And that's fine. It's, I'm not going to like, again, in the past, it would be kind of frustrating. Like, and now I'm having sex and I'm still frustrated. So like that doesn't fit. Well, I, I don't, so, I don't necessarily see that as much as holding space. Okay. You're having acceptance for the pleasure that you are going to be able to engage in and then negotiating what that could look like maybe next time or even in right. that moment. Okay. Right. But when I, when I talk about holding space for when I said, when I was self-pleasuring, when I was master mm-hmm. masturbation, uh, we would connect, right? And then I did my own thing, accepting that my needs may be different than yours in that moment. In that not moment. judging them, yeah. not doing mm-hmm. that. That's 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 holding the space. That's holding the space for someone, leaving out your judgment that they have needs or, or whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. and that they they mm-hmm. want to use a pleasure tool because pleasure tools are fucking awesome. And I also integrate them into us having sex. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also, let me add in, and this is, again, something else, really. But I know, without you even telling me, and this is the Mm. nonverbal feedback I talk about, when I use um, a pleasure tool, whatever that may be, and and typically it's an external, Mm -hmm. it's clitoral, because that's where my sex organ is, and I'm vibrating it and giving it all the pleasure. It engorges with more blood. It gets more sensitive. So then when I come back to you, I have increased right. my pleasure. And I know from the moans you make and the sounds you weren't making before that it's more pleasurable after that 
than it was before. Well, yeah, it, it's the... And this is just, this is my hypothesis, because we haven't <laughs> talked about this really, but... No, uh, there's a couple things going on there. One is the on-again, off, off, on, off, on. There, There's a lot of play there. You know, you can build up, and then you stop. Oh, we're and like edging it, each other. Right, and then you build up, and then, it, and, and, and the more excited you get, you know, that's always fun, so... Uh, <laughs> They don't know As, what that means, but you're like, that's always fun. Do so, I get feistier and friskier uh, there's, and all There's, kinds again, of stuff. a lot of things that okay. go into this. Some are anatomical, some are behavioral. Um, that it, It's almost like every time you come back, it's a different experience. So there's, it's, mm. yeah, it's really fun. I enjoy it. So if that's holding space, I'm down. Like, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> So as you can hear and see, holding space is something I hold close to my heart. I, I want everybody to learn how to do it. Um, it's something that's brought more pleasure to our lives. I feel more connected to friends and family by using it. Mm -hmm. It's just beneficial overall. And I highly encourage you to learn how to do it. Definitely. Just don't start practicing it at big family dinners. No, you're probably going to get frustrated because <laughs> of why we said Start working you will get with yourself and your partner and go from there. Would it be okay for you if I put my yes. leg over? Would it be good? Because yep. I would really like that. Totally fine. Oh, awesome. Thank you. No problem. <sighs> and sometimes it's okay just take a pause for yourself and do that. Right? Yep. Because it is. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I look forward to connecting with you again. And if you're a member, please stay after because we always have a little extra for you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Pure Gasmic Love Podcast. And I look forward to teasing your ear holes in the next one. If you want our perspective on a question or a thought you may have and want us to integrate it into our conversation, please submit it at podcast at puregasmiclove.com. And you can discover much more puregasmiclove.com. Until next time, orgasmic hugs from my heart to yours.